I quickly packed for CSM and I realized that um, the only crossbody bag I had brought was a giant Buzz Lightyear backpack that okay. I walked around with at CSM. And I posted and I made a joke of it and I was like, hey, if you see me with a Buzz Lightyear backpack, stop me. And that's how you know it's the girl from the meme page. Yeah. And this girl runs over and she's like in tears and she's like, oh my God, your DPTs with anxiety. I have to say thank you. I was about to drop out of PT school. I was struggling so hard with fitting in and feeling like I was failing. And then someone else in my class shared your meme and I DM'd her and now she is my best friend and we're about to graduate in May. Wow. How how do you put that into words of, of thankfulness and just gratitude for memes, for memes, silly internet pictures? Uh, I am excited for you guys to hear today's episode. It's not often we have a professional meme creator. And by often, I mean, we've never had a professional meme creator on the show. Because I, I didn't realize it was a thing until we met this girl at a party. And by the way, the party we met her at, pause for dramatic effect, she broke into. We're going to call the police. She doesn't know that. But we are gonna we are gonna telephone the police and tell her that she owes us a lot of money for breaking in and crashing our party. Uh, but we're gonna talk to Kay, who runs this really cool Instagram account. It's called DPTs with an anxiety. So uh, the links in the show notes, you can see it. Her stuff's funny. It legitimately is. Uh, but the reasons why she created it wasn't necessarily just for the LOLs. That means laugh out loud. It's uh, it's like an abbreviation. Uh, it, w it really was because of who she was and this type of person that she was. We find out what the term neurodivergent was. That's a term I've used before, but wasn't 100% sure what it meant. And I just didn't have the effort to Google it. But Kay explains it to us. So uh, it's a pretty interesting episode. She's got high energy. And we just like, we talked about a lot of stuff. I feel like we went down a lot of different rabbit holes. I feel like a rabbit hole could be a great meme. Kay, write that down. Thanks to our friends at ATI for bringing you the podcast. Uh, one of the leaders in the clinical research within the PT profession is ATI, with more than more than 900 ATI's cl uh, clinics placing in the 100th percentile, that's high end, in the CMS merit-based incentive program for the second consecutive year. Find out at ATIPT.com if you want to join their team and jumpstart your new career, which is nice of them. Um... I'm trying to think of some of my favorite memes. I do like the animal memes. I think they say a lot because when animals express human emotions, uh, I just think it's fun. So she's got a lot of those. Uh, also want to thank our friends at MW Therapy. They deliver a modern all-in-one outpatient EMR with the built-in patient portal. So patients can access their intro and do get a little self-service. Uh, marketing automations and billing features you want at a great value. MWTherapy.com or switching your EMR is just plain old easy. So you can do that. Uh, and last but certainly not least, our friends at Jackson Therapy. Uh, Jackson Therapy Partners providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going. We haven't done a travel therapy episode in a while. It's just something I, just, I wish I had done. I mean, I guess I still could. Uh, you get to do what you want to do, where you want to do it. So jacksontherapy.com. Uh, DPTs with anxiety. We get into that meme page and a bunch of different rabbit holes, as I've previously mentioned. So enjoy yourself. This is PT Pinecast. Yeah! <laughs>
conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. Welcome aboard. This is the PT Pinecast. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. So excited. That's me. Voice, voice lady said my name. I am Jimmy McKay. Welcome to another episode of PT Pinecast. Uh, Kay, Kay, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited that you're excited to be here. I'm pumped. Uh, Kay, we met in person at Party with a Purpose, didn't we? We met at Party with a Purpose in San Diego. Or we started talking there. Was I, Am I making that up? No. Um, I don't know if I should announce this, but I did sneak into your event. Uh, you <laughs> party? That's when you know you're cool. I crashed your party. Hold on a second. Um, well, I'm not going to skip past this. That's when you know you, you've thrown, and I've told people this. So this is another, This, thank you, Kay. You give me a chance to throw an I told you so out there. I told people, and I won't say who, because I don't want to rub it in. I mean, I'll rub it in to them, but they don't. I won't reveal to the world who they are. I said, the way you know you have a successful event at something like CSM, where there's 4,000 things going on, and you could do everything or nothing, I said, you need, you need to throw a party that you yourself would want to pay whatever the ticket price was to come. And you know you've thrown a cool party when people are like DMing you and being like, hey, um, I know it's sold out, but like, how do I, you got any, like, what could I like be a waiter? Like, and you, cra and then the, even better is the next, next level is when you throw a party that someone sneaks in. Mm hmm. So thank you. I, I live under the mantra of proceed with confidence and no one questions you. And I was there with a friend who was volunteering and I'm like, oh yeah, I was asked to volunteer too. Oh, and then we just yeah. had the best time. <laughs> Play with a straight face. So, so my, my time in radio, obviously like when you're, when you're in radio, you get to go to some pretty cool things and you know, and I don't want to brag, but I had many things that were laminated for some reason. If it's laminated, it's like, look at that. It's laminated. So there were many times when I had, we call them resumes on a rope. Mm. It was like, look at my cool laminated thing. Right. But, but I also, you know, when you're at a concert, like broadcasting live from a concert, you get there at noon and the concert's not till seven. So you have like seven hours to go. So even though I had permission to be places, I used to like to try that much because I had nothing to lose. Like I had the laminated resume and a rope in my back pocket. I would be like, let's see how far we can get just by being like, well, Jerry asked us to come back. That was our name. That was our, that was the guy. Well, Jerry is looking for you. And he told Jerry told me to come back here to find you and tell you to go that way. I got to be back here. So you just keep you'd have confidence in your face. And that's how you would get everywhere. Did you see those video? Because we're going to talk about memes. Yeah. And I feel like videos and memes they're and GIFs are all, you know, they're all online anyways. We can mm -hmm. make there was a video about these two guys who tried to see how many places they could get into by carrying a ladder. Oh, that so, is inconvenient. But the idea was they could they could get into like Coachella. They would just walk up and be like, "We're here to fix the." They would just, they were just carrying like a giant oversized ladder, a two person ladder, and they were like fifteen for fifteen. Like they just they, no one questions you if you have a ladder, something laminated, a toolbox, or confidence. Um, clipboard is a big one, right? Like a clip, yeah. It, and it's it really neat. I feel like those props give you confidence. Mm, fake it till you make it. That's how I got through PT school. <laughs> Don't, he's but he told me that that's where I should be, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's okay. What's your superhero origin story? Why, you know, what should people know about you? 
Oh my gosh. So my superhero origin story is probably at the age of seven being the resistance band holder to my dad with spina bifida and just like drilling him and being like, you need to do these ankle pumps. Your PT said so. Really? Yeah. And I was, I was that pocket PT um, that I make, make him do his home exercise program. And it just kind of spiraled into um, this like, positive force that I felt like I can share with the world, right? And that confidence that like, as long as I'm giving, I could also be asking. Yeah. And I like at age seven, you were like demanding, like you weren't even asking, you were like, you need to do this. And I'm going to face with these eyes. I'm just going to make you do that. You it's made terrible. me now deal with it. <laughs> that is a kicker. If you're a parent, be like, how did I get into this? I'm like, I don't know. Probably started with sex, but here I am. <laughs> Did you did you know then at like age seven or when was like the I'm going to be an actual this is my living like I'm going to do this like for a job like a career. Yeah. So in um, man, maybe I was like a freshman in high school. Um, I actually found out that I had some issues with my upper back um, and some spinal deformations and stuff. So I went through PT um, and then the tables turned on me a little bit when my dad said, hey, do your exercises. And, I was like, oh, I do. <laughs> and uh, so that's, you know, seeing it through their lens. I was like, this is exactly what I need to be doing. Um, and really, I've just dove headfirst into that mind body connection. And that's what I live for as a PT. So who do you who do you get to work with? Like who 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 are the who are the people you get excited to get you know put your feet on the ground and and, and go to work with? I'm a full time pelvic health physical therapist. Forty hours a week, I am um, working with patients, and my favorite are those um, with complex pain um, in the pelvic region, trauma origin. I'm very well versed in trauma informed care. Um, chronic constipation is actually really um, diverse to treat because you can ask really interesting questions that a lot of people are missing and get to play that detective work wow. um, and helping people who might be at their last straw. Uh, I love what I do in pelvic health. I don't, I, I gotta be honest. I do a lot of interviews, do a lot of talking, do a lot of reading. And I didn't, I didn't realize that that was, that was a big focus. I've talked to many pelvic th therapists on the show and off the show and at conferences. I don't think I knew chronic constipation was, something we did or not me but i say we i say we but i mean Kay. yeah and i mean we can have a whole side episode on it and i mean the emotional and physical manifestations of like my brain is stressed so my abdominal is guarded so my fight or flight is up and now i can't poop wow you and know. this is you're seeing you're you're you, you said a second ago you're seeing people who this is their their last you might be their last hope or you're you're a hope in a long line of hopes and they've tried a lot of the people that you see that have this have tried med i mean i'm guessing they've tried medication that's the first thing i would do is medication or something over the counter mm -hmm. something maybe you know prescribed so you those are the types of people you're seeing is they've tried those things and then they're seeing you yeah i wish it was the other um, way around and i think a lot of pelvic health therapists can say the same uh, a lot of pts in general um but like really invasive procedures intestine measures done colonoscopies the whole nine yards um and sometimes it's actually tackling what's going on outside of the anatomy that physical mental emotional standard um that helps kind of go over that hump and, and ease wow. in their pain wow who knew oh you know what i forgot to do we're supposed to ask uh, what you're drinking i ask i'm supposed to ask that of every guest you are at work so i'm not expecting <laughs> you to have alcohol that's okay we don't discriminate but you did what you did go and do something alcohol adjacent 
I did. I got a Kahlua coffee flavored latte at our local uh, coffee shop down the street on my lunch break. Say that again? Kahlua flavored what? Coffee. Uh, what is it again? Coffee. You can already tell where she's from. You're in Chicago, but you're from New York, New Jersey. I am. And you should hear me when I talk about my dog. Oh, he's just so cute. All right. Perfect. All right. I am having a vodka soda because it's after work for me. And it's we're recording in April, but it's been like crazy warm here in the Northeast anyway. Like we hit 92 like twice last week. It's nuts in April. In April. Uh, so I'm doing a vodka soda because it's like light and refreshing. And I'm trying to have the summer bod. You know what I mean? It's spring. But I'm trying to have the summer bod. Uh, first round brought to you by. Oh, so cheers. I'm supposed to say cheers. Cheers. Enjoy your Kahlua flavored, flavored coffee. Uh, first round brought to you by our friends from Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. Find them online at owensrecoveryscience.com. They also have their own podcast where they go really, really deep, rabbit holy into all things BFR, BFR, blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. So find out those guys uh, at the website. All right, so you crashed a party. We already know you're you like to boss adults around when you're seven. We know that they like to turn the tables on you. We know who you work with, uh, in, in the party crash thing, which I appreciate. But uh, but you also have this other way of communicating, and I like when people, if I like I like like sort of like pitching this like Seinfeld. You're familiar with Seinfeld? Oh right? yeah. Okay, I just I gotta ask because. I'm getting older here. Not everybody knows Seinfeld. If you had tried to pitch Seinfeld in a room like today, no one would buy it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, you know, statistically, it's one of the most watched TV shows, if not the watched TV show ever, right? So it doesn't make any sense. This is why I love the internet. And I love, I do like social media for the most part. I like the fact that you can be like, I have a great idea and I don't need to run it by anybody. I'm going to run it by everybody, but it's while doing it. It's like, you don't have to pitch your show. So you started an Instagram account called DPTs with anxiety. So again, this is something where if you're like, if you pitched it, people be like, I don't get it. And then in the older days, it just wouldn't get made. And then no one would know about this. But as we stand here today, your Instagram account obviously resonates because people might look at something on Instagram or social media. They might like double tap it and give it a heart or a like or whatever. But when someone goes ahead and commits, and I've done presentations where I parallel relationships and social media relationships and like in real life relationships, when someone follows you or subscribes, like I hope you do to our podcast right now, but click, uh, click subscribe in the podcast app that you're listening to us. No, just kidding. Um, but if someone subscribes, it, it's like saying like, I appreciate what you're doing there and I want to make sure I don't miss it again. So DPTs with anxiety, why'd you start it? What, what can someone expect if they're like, okay, maybe I want to get some of this. And then, and then I wanted to get in some, to some interaction stories and some of your favorite posts. So, so what is it? What's, how do you explain it to people? Oh my gosh. So my meme page, basically I started it scared. I started it scared as hell Um, and it was a challenge from my therapist. So I've been seeing the same therapist for about six years now. She's gotten me through so much grit, really made me the person I am, got me through PT school. Um, And I was having this almost existential crisis of like, how do I transition from being a student PT to being a PT that like insurance is paying me? Like I write the bill and they have to pay it. How do I do that? Um, and she's like, okay, what are some of your coping skills right now? You know? And I was like, um, I make these memes and I send them to my friends and my three friends think it's funny. And that makes me feel good. Wow. And she was like, cool. 
post that on the internet. And I was like, what do you wow. mean post it on the internet? Because like she wanted to see what they were. And I sent her one and she's like, no, this is really funny. And like, she's oh. not a PT. Right, so, right. so she's like, no, like even outside of the medical community, I think this is funny. And like when you make your therapist laugh, like that's just a different realm of like transcending into like very like, you know, <laughs> don't break the fourth wall, you know, exactly. And I was like, OK, whatever. Um, so I posted it to appease her. I, I thought it was very catchy. You know, DPT kind of rhymes with anxiety. I have chronic anxiety. Um, I'm diagnosed with anxiety, depression and ADHD. Um, and I speak a lot about that on my pages. Um, and so I posted it out in the world and it kind of picked up um, and spiraled and people started relating to it. And now I, it's a whole side thing for me. Wow. And it's, it's comedy through the truth, right? If I had a pitch line, it's comedy through the truth. Which, which is what's always most, which is what's always funniest, right? When, when it's, when it's true, when there's a, when there's a, a, a nugget or a kernel of truth, it's, it's always that's why we're always because we have to we have to both agree we, before we both agree. We have to both understand the same idea. Exactly. And I love finding that thing that like people might be too afraid to talk about or like admit to. Right. Um, but then like spinning it in this way that it's like, OK, yeah, that's funny. I'm going to share that um, because that is me, you know, um, and share it with their friends and stuff. And that that it just so much serotonin from <laughs> that I've created for myself. It is. A dopamine hit. Like, I definitely get that. Like, again, I mean, this is why I like the internet. It's the ultimate sort of non-judgy judge. It's like, yeah, this is good or not. I love being humbled by it. I love being surprised by it. Doing an episode where I'm like, I don't know, this is going to be all right. Next thing you know, that one blows up. I'm like, ha, huh, didn't see that one coming. Um, but you oh. get to share You get to share a lot. What Oprah said, people want to be seen, heard, and understood. And I feel like when people find something like your account – or anything that, that that enough people, I mean, there's 14,000 people in a niche area of the world, right? DPTs with anxiety, like that, that but that's not a small little world. There's 14,000 people sharing with that thing. They understand, hey, this person sees me, understands me, seen her, see, sees me, hears me, and understands me. And I mean, I think at the, at the core of it, that's what resonates. That's why it resonates with them. Yeah. And it's, it's therapeutic for myself in a way too, right? Cause I get to almost heal through my page, um, as someone who identifies as neurodivergent, right. With ADHD and who had a chronic TBI, my first year of PT school. Really? Um, yeah, I actually can't read lined paper. Um, wait a second. What does that mean? I've never heard of, I've never heard of that. Uh, on my third date with my now fiance, we um, <laughs> went rock climbing and we went bouldering and I had fallen 16 feet off the bouldering wall and just ma massive concussion to my sepital lobe. And I have a form of dyslexia where when I try to read and write on lined paper, I start to float. So in that first semester, I had to adjust. Had, this happened again in your first semester of PT school. Mm -hmm. You need to be reading a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. good. So that's not a problem at all. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I had to very quickly relearn how to do all of my notes, right? And format them. Right. So neurodivergent, I, I will admit, a lot of times people will use words and I'll just nod. And I've heard had people have used neurodivergent. But like it, what it just means you are you, you your brain works differently than other people. So like ADHD or 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 something like is that am I do I have that right? Yeah. So typically the neurodivergent community is anyone who has any form of learning disability that's like deemed um, necessary of like an IPE or IEP and um, testing accommodations. So autism, ADHD, um, 
some types of OCD is classified as neurodivergent or neurospicy. Neuro, I feel like neurospicy is better. And you would have a great label for a hot sauce or something like that. Or some merch that's uh, dropping on May 1st. Oh, May 1st coming up. All right. All right. So now that people understand sort of why you began this page, what you sort of get out of it, like besides the dopamine hits, like, hey, it's probably a little validation. You said that too. It's like, hey, I think this is funny. I mean, I remember in fifth grade, Mrs. Caustic, who's probably not listening to my podcast right about now. She's like, don't laugh. You'll just encourage him. And then I remember when I got, like you said, making your therapist laugh. When I knew I could start making adults laugh at like nine and 10, that's when I was like, ooh, we got something here. And that's when you try to sharpen your skills uh, a little bit. So what are some of the, what are, what can people expect? And this is a podcast. We are doing video. So I will share, uh, I will share screens so people can see this, but for the podcast audience, because that's where most people are, what will like, walk? Walk us through some of your some of your like you know your favorite memes and what I saw this one today. Oh, <laughs> describe this one for the people just listening. Okay, so the the image is a cat and he is a very fluffy cat, rapidly dashing into the distance. Oh, um, and the caption is your when your last patient cancels. We can all feel this. You know what's bad though? Like, hold on a second. Now, I didn't. I didn't realize this was a carousel. So there's a second graphic. Okay, so this lecture is optional, and same cat taking up just running. There's cupcakes in the break room. So there's a, there's a, you saw this meme, and you're like, there are several ways we can connect. Yes. I feel like a follow up, and not listen. I don't have fourteen thousand followers building memes, but I feel like a, like what would the feeling be like? Or walk me through this meme creation. When, yeah. when you're, what, what would it be like when your second to last patient canceled, but your last one didn't cancel? What would the picture be like for that? Oof, I think it would just be um, Dad Bod Thor just sitting there with his hands on his belly and nice. just like, yep. I can see that. Because you're like, you're so close, but that doesn't give you, you didn't win anything. You won a dumb prize. Congratulations. Your second to last patient canceled, but you still have to be here. And, you know, some people might say you could just catch up on notes, but no, you don't want to do that because that sucks. Right. And now we'll make, we'll turn the tables on you. Now you get to make an honorary meme for DPTs with anxiety. What are okay. you memeing? Your second to last patient cancels. Oh, you're, I would do the, um, the meme where the guy's like by the pond and he's sort of like this. <laughs> just looking downward, like trying, like he's just like introspective. He's just like, dude, 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 that's the one, right? He's like by a pond and he's sort of yeah. like, kicking rocks. Although I think Thor, dad by Thor, sitting there with his hammer on his lap, is just like, ah, oh, why did this happen to me? Um, all right, so give me th what's the process of like coming up with this? Is the picture first? Is the thing first? How does this work? So I basically play what do you meme in my head. Um, oh, the yeah, yeah. It's a it's a card game. And so I'll be just scrolling through like my regular uh, Instagram feed and I follow a lot of other amazing meme pages that are non PT related. Um, or there's like an app that I use to create called Mematic and they have templates and I'll see the picture and for some reason, I'll just like think of a caption that I would create. And, um, you know, my, my tagline on my bio is like everything from classroom to clinic and in between. So I really try and use the same picture two or three times with different captions to make sure everybody feels seen. Yeah. I like the one that's on the screen right now. Is that an opossum or that's a possum or a rat? Some sort of, of it's, some uh, sort it's of an awesome possum. It's an awesome possum. And it says me, are you ready for therapy? And then your patient just really just a, a look of just 
just disgust on that rodent's face, just pure terror and disgust. Like I am not. Oh, and he's in a mailbox. That's what it is. Yes. You put your hand in that mailbox, looking for like a nut, you know, a quack, and then you get the awesome possum just cringing at you. My my favorite one that made me laugh this morning was when I posted this the the last one on the reel on the carousel on this one. Yeah. All right, let's flash forward. Read it read it out loud for everybody. <laughs> Uh, so again, it's the opossum just scouring in, in fear. And it's like when you roll your patient over in bed and the sacrum pops out. Yeah, you've um, that. Yeah, it's if you've never experienced a pressure ulcer, man, you, mm -hmm. you've been spared a good life <laughs> as a PT. All right. So, so these are fun and funny. And as somebody who makes stuff that other people like, you know, it resonates with people and I'm all, I'm still confused how people listen to conversations I have in my living room with people I don't know. Uh, on a t on a computer screen and but there's like this sense of validation like hey i thought this question was good or i was confused about that's sort of my angle which is like i'm confused about that or i'm curious about that i'd like to know more and not pretend like i know because i think a lot of people pretend like oh yeah i knew that and then you talk to an expert you're like i had no i didn't i didn't understand that at all actually so what has it given you oh my gosh um stability mental stability i feel as much as I help others feel seen, I think to have 14,000 people say, oh yeah, no, like we see you and we see you with depression and you with anxiety and you with ADHD, things that my entire life people have tried to push down and force me to mask over. Hmm. And they're like, no, I love this side. Please keep giving us more. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's the world. And and if I have time, I can share a story of, of CSM. Please do. Uh, so <laughs> I wasn't, I quickly packed for CSM and I realized that um, the only crossbody bag I had brought was a giant Buzz Lightyear backpack that okay. I walked around with at CSM. And I posted and I made a joke of it. And I was like, hey, if you see me with a Buzz Lightyear backpack, stop me. And that's how you know it's the girl from the meme page. Yeah. And this girl runs over and she's like in tears. And she's like, oh my God, your DPTs with anxiety. I have to say thank you. I was about to drop out of PT school. I was struggling so hard with fitting in and feeling like I was failing. And then someone else in my class shared your meme and I DM'd her and now she is my best friend and we're about to graduate in May. Wow. How how do you put that into words of, of thankfulness and just gratitude for memes, for memes? silly internet pictures. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's your medium, right? I mean, we, yeah. we talked about this, but like, I like, I like laying it out there in, in the most basic communication form. Cause that's the thing that like fires me up. Right. That, you know, memes are your how, and I, and I've got this whole slide that I walk people through Jimmy's brain thought process. Everything to me starts with who. And I think in your case, and in my case with this podcast, the reason that what we've done has resonated with other people, and we we get to define our own success, right? Yours, I'm guessing you think your meme page is successful, right? Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> in the, in the realm of PT meme pages, I've got a good one. I think my podcast is successful, and here's why. I've had fun and learned something with every episode. And that's the way. That's the way. But the cool part is I always start when, it, when it's a communications campaign or a video or a podcast. It always starts with who. And who is usually the audience. And the cool part is with my podcast and I feel like with your meme page, you're, you're right there with your audience. So when you answer questions like, will the audience like this, you're actually able to say, do I think this is funny? And so it's like the, the Venn diagram for you and your audience is a circle. 
Yeah, and that's what makes us best friends. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why it's like, if you start overthinking it, you'd mess up. So your job is just like make you laugh or make you feel good, make you do whatever, and then share that, and then other people will it'll resonate with them because they're like, hey, I find the kernel of truth in this. And it the most me. successful meme I've had is the one that. I was just like, oh my God, I haven't made content in like a week. It was like this picture of the shrimp on a computer. And it was like document, like a uh, patient was educated on proper form for pain management. And it was like the documenter, me. And it's the shrimp on a computer. And it was the dumbest thing. And it gets over, like every time it's posted, reposted, it's getting like 3000 likes. Like it's, what? the comments are insane. Um, It's, it's just like, it's the ones that you don't think about yeah. and you're just, that end up resonating with people the most. Yeah. The one I, yeah, that one was just up there. That was 2300, but like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to turn off the, are they going to love it on your brain? Just go like, I'm going to grip it and rip. That's why I said before we started recording, I'm like, Hey, do you have any questions? And you're like, yeah, I think you were kind of like, does this kind of who I am? Cause you were like, we're going to talk about memes. I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to set someone up like, we're going to have fun. I'm a kind of a grip and rip a guy. People ask me all the time, like, do you script these? I'm like, I couldn't do it. I don't know how to do that. That's TV people, baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a camera now and whatever, but this is still radio to me. And it oh. needs to be, not that we didn't outline. And I'm very open with people like, hey, you know, here's some questions. Like, tell me what you, the directions we can go. And I find that the best interviews are similar where it's like, I'm just going to grip it and rip it. I feel like shrimp on a computer for you is grip it and rip it. And, and anytime I've ever planned a PT session, they come in with something and I have to scrap that entire yeah. plan. So I don't well, do it. <laughs> I'm not a huge religious guy, but isn't that the thing, right? Like when you make plans, God laughs or something like that. Or uh, like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the, our uh, best laid plans is like God stand up comedy or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably a meme page about like God laughing at us and stuff like that. Love well, someone correct us in the comments. That's the fastest way. I swear. I used to test if the phones were broken at the radio station. Like if I wasn't just getting any calls and calls in radio for me anyway, were like lifeblood just because I can have fun with people and interact. And the fastest way to get people to call, say something wrong, mm. pronounce something wrong, say the wrong band name, say something wrong. And believe me, you get 20 people wanting to correct you. And that's the way to really get people's attention. So, all right. So we talked about that TBI freshman year. Like, so how did that play out? That's, that's your, was it freshman year or your first year in PT school? So I went to St. Louis U, which is a six year direct access program. So it was my freshman, 18 year old baby freshman self. Oof, man. Yeah. So um, it's it not, the next five years, five and a half years. Um, a lot of struggles, a lot of struggles and a lot of highlighters. Um, and so I, was actually asked to leave the program. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. They they put my best interest first. And I say that in quotes. And again, you know, everyone has a policy and procedure. And when you have such a severe TBI, you know, it you just kind of like, I was auto dismissed for medical reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my professors actually showed up to the dean and slapped a folder down and was like, she's not leaving. Um, after talking with me and I was like, no, I can push through this. And again, I'm taking organic chemistry and I'm taking advanced biology and anatomy and physiology all in the same semester, trying to play catch up. Yeah. I did it. But with the extent of now not being able to read lined paper because I didn't fully rest my brain injury. 
so so what 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 were some of your strategies was it like use more of a compute was it the lines that messed with you because you kept saying lined paper what like were you able to do stuff without lines yeah notebook paper is the enemy um and everyone who knows me knows to not write anything on lined paper um but printer paper in a three ring binder fine that's good that's exactly fine. and everything fine. then became pictures um i have these like little gingerbread doodles that i do I feel like we see the oranges of the meme page Mm-hmm. Um, and Play-Doh. Play-Doh. There so, is an Instagram account of a surgeon who describes surgery. Have you seen that one where she does like all the, she essentially builds a body. So she'll do like, I remember the one like C-section. It was so interesting because I never understood, but she did like a 3D rendering of like the layers of the skin and the organs. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea. I took, I took anatomy and physiology, but I don't think I knew this about a C-section. Mm -hmm. And then she like has her toddler do it too. And it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. She had her toddler. Right. Yeah. That's the same one. That was really, really informative. That was cool. So you had to like dig deep. Yeah. And I credit a lot to um, my academic success center at my university and everybody who is a student who is struggling and listening to this podcast, you need to tap into the resources you are paying for. You're paying $10,000 a semester. Wow. If you are struggling academically, go to the academic success center. There is no shame in that. That's why you're paying for it. Right. Um, they gave me a test and they were like, well, why are you trying to read if you're a kinesthetic learner, if you need to feel things out? And then they handed me Play-Doh and said, go, go build muscles. Um, and I'm very thankful for their advice and their expertise um, that helped. And um, advocating for my own needs, you know, advocating. I needed time and a half testing. My testing anxiety got worse. My focus got worse. Um, I technically wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until I was 23 in my last year of PT school. Um, and I kind of dive into that on my page a lot um, and how the TBI and ADHD really exacerbated one another in the higher academic setting. Um, but those resources and asking the right people the right questions and not taking no for an answer. But you were also fighting this as well too, right? Didn't you sort of like deny the ADHD diagnosis at first? Or you sort of like, I mean, I mean, better, what better word deny? Is that a good word? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's one of the strongest backbones of my page is I for so long did not accept that I had ADHD because I didn't look like ADHD. I was not rambunctious. I was not hyperactive. I was spacey and talkative and creative and um, loud, um, but I wasn't jittery. I feel like you're describing a lot of me, but keep going. <laughs> Um, and so a lot of my page became, how do I become this representation of female ADHD or ADHD in grad school? Maybe it's when you're overwhelmed at the grocery store, right? Because there's too many choices and decision paralysis sets in. Right, right. Like, and so I didn't see the representation, so I became the representation. So was that the way to accept it? Because I feel like you have to accept it before you can before you can communicate it, right? I mean, if you want the honest answer on that, it's uh, Reddit. <laughs> What do you mean? Like you went, like you started like reading stuff on Reddit, like a like a thread, like a. Mm -hmm. So I started reading a thread on Reddit about neurodivergent individuals and people with testing anxiety who were denied accommodations to the MPTE because the MPTE does not validate testing anxiety as a reason to get accommodations for the board exam. This is still to this day. Mm -hmm. I took my boards last April. Wow! So you mm -hmm. had no accommodations, even though. Well, I did because oh, I read that thread, got terrified, 
and accepted my ADHD diagnosis and actually got it put on paper to be accommodated for the boards. Got it. Okay. And it's made my life better. Like I'm very happy I did that, but it's like, I, I like it. Well, I you know, it made my life better. So maybe I should have done it earlier. But it's not <laughs> hindsight it's, 2020. It's, it's super easier said than done. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, look how easy I just said that. Well, maybe it made your life better, but like it, it can't be that easy. It wasn't that easy. No, especially. And I remember I had a professor talk to me about like the application process of getting into PT school and all through high school, I breezed, I breathed. I, I would fall asleep in history class and still get an A because I listened to Hamilton, you know, like it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, and so when you become that top 10% and then become a cohort of 60 people who were all the top 10% of your class, of their high school classes, you are now the bottom of the top 10% when you're getting that baseline GPA. And right. that is an identity crisis. Yeah. I, uh, I told three of my classmates first week of PT school that I got in because I won, um, a spot in the cohort at a supermarket and I thought it was the dumbest joke ever. And then three months later, one of the students was asking the professor how they could let someone in from winning a spot. I was like, I just filled out a thing in the supermarket and now I'm in PT school. It's got Gary in supermarket sweep. You know, I want to go. He looked at me and the read, the read I got on her face was that's so dumb. I'm not even going to last laugh. The read was actually like, Oh, like she was surprised that they would in fact, let someone like me in to PT school. Uh, I was never the top 10 of anything. I, th I feel like I filled a quota. I was like, hey, we need a second career guy. And this guy, he, he's got the, he's worked for 10 years. He could probably pay some of these bills. Oh, the identity crisis I had going to a school in the Midwest, being the only kid from Jersey. What I'm school like, in the Midwest was it? Uh, St. Louis University. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. Um, roll bills. And the Billikens, right? Mm hmm. They're a gargoyle. Isn't that your logo? Motto? Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're a guardian of everything that's good and ought to be good. But you look, uh, but it looks scary. And it's he's like, adorable. It lurks on, on towers of churches and cathedrals. And <laughs> you don't know what a Billiken is on this podcast. Go Google it. You'll understand. <laughs> all right. Get the Billikens. Um, all right. So, so where is this going? I mean, like, I'm, I'm obviously your uh, therapist gets 10% because it was her idea. Uh, I'm sure she's enjoying this, but like, where does this go for you? It's been therapeutic so far. Are you going to keep doing it? Is it still giving you, are you still getting more than you give? Yes. And I think it's actually this like equal balance now. And it, I'm embarking on such an interesting journey myself because in academia, there's always that end goal, right? Of get that degree, get that degree. And right now that I've graduated and I have a career I love and a golden retriever and just everything. Yes. I'm on a process without a goal and that's right. freaking cool. It is cool. Like I just get to do what I love and we're launching like a lot of cool things coming up. Um, so I'm looking to start a blogcast um, where I dive deeper into these stories of my most anxious moments, right? The anxiety archives um, and giving people who see themselves in me, this thrive guide of like, I can do it. You can do this. Um, and giving those those quotes and those mantras that that got me through so they feel less alone. That's cool. And then launching merch that um, to bring bring back the neuro spicy. Um, we have merch that's launching that um, on May 1st and 10% of the proceeds uh, will go to a mental health organization cool. of my followers choosing. So I'm very excited to give back to a community that's given me so much. 
That's cool. That's cool. I mean, like, that's the thing, right? Like do what you like. And that's, and then like, you know, when you, you know, it sounds like you are in your, in your PT career and also this, whatever this thing is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, how to call it. Right. It's this, it's this. Influencer. It's, yeah. Like it, but I feel like I've, I've had this, I've had this thread before where I said, you know, what's the difference between influencers and influential, right? Like, mm -hmm influencer or or a large following is how you do what you do and people can do it poorly or they can do it well and that's subjective right but you know be influential and it sounds like that's baked into the cake from when you start which is i want i'm going to put myself out there that's vulnerability and enough people fourteen thousand as we record is have said um yeah i see what she's doing there and that resonates with me to the point that i'm i'm going to give this my social proof Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow this and I'm going to, I, because I'm getting something out of it. That's, that's a big, um, that's a big nod. That's a big vote, uh, towards what you do. And that's, I, I hope that feels good. It's, it's crazy. My, my boyfriend always, or my fans always reminds me that, um, he's like, you know, you have like a mini army following mm -hmm. you, right? Like if you ask them, they will strike. And I'm yeah. like, I love my anxious army. Yeah. What would you have them do? Like, what would you like? What would be like the fun thing for anxious people to to get together and do? Maybe not getting together. I, you know what? I it depends on your social anxiety. I, I thrive with people. You do the anti get together get together. Well, we'll all like just sit with like a book and like our retrospective corners of our homes and recharge. Well, you've seen that sweatshirt, right? The anti-social social club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw that, I was like, wait, I don't think. Oh no, you got you did understand this. You mm -hmm. actually. <laughs> And then you feel seen. <laughs> and then you feel like, where can I get that thing? But I don't want to walk up and ask him because I'm a little bit self-conscious. Mm -hmm. um, well, good luck to you on that. I'm sure you're, you'll share uh, when your vlogcast uh, comes out on your on your on your page for people to type it in. We'll put it in the show notes. But do you want to just spell it out so people like know how to make sure they can follow it? Yeah. So on Instagram, I am at dpts so plural dpts underscore with underscore anxiety. So anxiety is singular. So DPTs plural with anxiety. Got it. All right. Uh, are you ready to play three questions? Let's go. Let's do three questions. On the hunt seat with three questions on the PT Pinecast. All right. Three questions is uh, is brought to you by our friends at Physiotech. Hey, would adding an additional $290 per patient per quarter help your business? It's rhetorical. Pause for effect. Remote therapeutic monitoring can do that. It was a good effect. Uh, improve patient outcomes, reduce provider frustration, improve clinic revenue. Find out how to get started on RTM. That's remote therapeutic monitoring. Sort of newish, but people haven't jumped on it yet because I think they're overwhelmed. They're like, I don't know how to do this, so I'm not going to do it. But look, there's a guide, uh, physiotech.ca. That's physiotec.ca. All right. Uh, three questions is uh let's ask the first one who is another i have to ask this what's another meme count uh, account that you would suggest people follow it doesn't have to be anything related to pt or anxiety or anything but just something that may, would make people lol oh my gosh i love um uh, my therapist says uh they're hysterical um they just have like again a lot of those like mental health like memes wow. um but like within the pt world and stuff um acute care rehab they have some banging memes about hospital life from PTOT speech language path. All right. Uh, second question is like a serious resource question. Like, is there a professional organization, a guide, 
something that you would send to, to to someone if you're like, hey, I'm recognizing that a lot of the things Kay is talking about, I have. Like, where would you send someone? Like, I just feel like we like to, you know, either touch like a brochure or a virtual PDF or a website that says like, hey, this info, this is describing me. Where would you send someone? I think, you know, it, it really depends on your area and your insurance, right? Because mental health is still so yeah. gate-kept. Um, I know hers.com is a great resource for people who may not be insured. What is that? Hers? Hers, hers H-E-R-S, for my okay. females with um, mental health. Uh, so it's an online like counseling service, right? So oh. you sign up, it's subscription-based, um, and then you can actually like meet with psychiatrists virtually um, and get taken care of. Um, and if you want someone more local, ZocDoc.com, you yeah. can look at doctors and therapists near you. All right. Why should someone care about what we talked about today and this topic of, of anxiety and recognizing it and sort of owning it? I feel like that's been the theme today, but why should someone care? Yeah. And I think it's, they should care because it's not talked about enough. And the more that we talk about it, the more that we create the representation, the more we decrease the stigma and the more that we can actually enlighten and become better, more empathetic physical therapists and humans. Yeah. And the point is not just to get to the finish line. The point's like to enjoy the ride. So anything that we can do to maybe enjoy the ride a little more, make us feel seen, heard, and understood. See, always getting a good Oprah quote in there. Process um, without a goal. Process without a goal. And now you have a golden retriever. So you've got literally everything that you need in, in life at this point. All right, that's three <laughs> questions. Again, brought to you by our friends from Physiotech. Find out more about RTM at physiotec.ca. All right, the last thing we do is called the parting shot. Parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org uh, with more than 17,000 members, all in the largest component of the APTA. They've got some pretty great resources if you want to level up your orthopedic game. Like I know a lot of people right now, this time of year, are thinking about, do I want to do that OCS type thing? I don't know. I'm a little anxious. I don't know how to get there. Uh, they saw that, they heard you, and they created current concepts of orthopedic PT. It's like this roadmap thing that takes you from wherever you are in your career over there to at least beginning that OCS exam. They can't help you cheat during the exam. It's not legal. But you can take the course before that. It's called Current Concepts and find that now at orthopt.org. All right. So this is when you get to be like prophetic. It's a podcast. You can't just show an image with a funny saying on You can't meme your way through uh, the parting shot, but what would you want to leave the audience with, Kay? You can be the entire package and sent to the wrong address. Keep going. Ooh, I like that. You you did meme that verbal thing. You did meme the parting shot there. Uh, Kay, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's funny. If for no other reason, it makes people laugh and, and feel like we're not as alone and we're a little more understood with DPTs with anxiety on, uh, on Instagram and good luck with the merch and the vlog. And we'll have you back. We'll vlog it out. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Jimmy. All right. I so see the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours. Like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced, 
post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. 